Hey, welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sal Interdonado. The Black Knight Nation podcast brought to you by Higher Echelon and Joe Ross. Higher Echelon is a company that Joe Ross runs. He's a former Army fullback, former Army assistant, former Army, co- uh, former Army officer, and also a guest on the Black Knight Nation podcast. Check out our YouTube channel. Um, there's a press conference uh, video from Jimmy Charlo and Connor Finucane on our YouTube channel right now. Um, Got to throw up a Jeff Munkin one. Um, it'll be... Uh, Seth Mendelson's questions on there. We'll do a, a YouTube short up there soon, but let's welcome in Seth Mendelson and Steve Anderson to the podcast. We're going to review uh, a 62 nothing loss by Army at number 19 LSU, and um, it's a lot of stuff that we talked about last week again when they faced Troy on the offensive side. The defensive side was up against probably the best offense that's Army faced in a long, long time, probably since Kyler Murray and Oklahoma in uh, 2018. But uh, let's get um, first. Let's get Steve Anderson's thoughts on 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 the game. Just general thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, a lot of buddies at the game, um, and it's clear that um, you know the SEC is just built different um, through and through. Um, I, I can, t- you know, I'm not a very uh, subjective football viewer obviously when I watch the Black Knights, but I, I continuously say a six and six SEC West team can win most conferences in college football um a, a, a any given year. Um your your Arkansas, your old misses, you put them in a different conference and and they'll they could have a chance at winning any conference uh, across. So the SEC is built different and you could see the difference and capabilities across the board. Um, I the best part was I, I didn't see any quit. Um, I did not see anybody taking plays off. Um, you know, obviously there were some heads down throughout the game, but not permanent. There was never a quit. And as we look at what the future holds for these players, um, that that can never be uh, an acceptable action, um, especially leading. Uh, the sons and daughters of America. So that was promising. 62 to nothing. Uh, definitely thought I had it closer. I had us at least covering 32 and a half, and I took the under at 59 and a half. So um, both of those did not happen. Uh, so that was not good. And, um, but. With your heart, Steve, with your heart, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, Army, look, Army's had a great um history playing against in these big games um i know this year's a little different a lot lot of variables this year um so i know you can't look at it as a you know when they faced Kyler murray or when they went to the went to michigan and played at michigan and could have had a chance to win both those games so uh i know it's not that same team that same uh offense uh same defense whatever but uh, there was no reason to think that it was going to be 62 to nothing, um, in my opinion. You know, I know we just got shot out at Troy. I mean, eight quarter. I mean, Sal, you're the sack guy. When's the last time Army went two two games in a row shutout? Seth? Uh, 2003. Uh, we we 0-13 year, uh, South Florida and TCU. One game at home, one game on the road. Yeah, so, I mean, doesn't happen very often. 
you know, like, you know, everybody knows stats are meant to be broken or, or repeated or whatever, whatever you want to look at it. Uh, but I think the biggest thing, uh, biggest takeaway is we were outmatched physically and um, the players didn't quit. And I think it was very, it was, I think it was known right away um, it, it, that those players were a, a different kind of, uh, different kind of athletes that they seen. Uh, it did not keep us from competing each and every game. I see Aaron Scott. What you got, Aaron? Difference in offense and clock control is a gigantic fact. One hundred percent. You know, uh, games like that where we can kind of control the clock and be in short distances um, helps us in those types of games, and um, just wasn't there. And you know, just big, big hurt uh, in the Army Army Football Brotherhood for sure. Yeah, real quick before we go to Seth, um, it was Champ Harris's first start. A freshman getting thrown, a true freshman, never went to prep school, getting thrown into his, I guess, seventh game of his freshman year, going into um, an environment where Death Valley, over 100,000 fans. And, um, you know, Champ has got some good pedigree. His dad's a quarterback's coach. He, um, uh, mentors with Lamar Jackson. They were showing photos of um, a young Champ working out with Lamar Jackson. But when you're going up against, like you said, these S- SEC athletes and, you know, Army has a certain game plan from the, for probably champ because it is his first start. They were really packing in their offense, right? And they were kind of running in between the tackles a lot with Kanye, Kanye Udo, which had some success here and there. Um, but you know, that what champ's first, um, you know, champ's first start. Um, we talked about army not scoring again for the first time back to back games for the first time since 2003. Let's talk about the 62 point um, deficit. It's the largest since 1972. And Johnny Rogers, seventy-seven to seven, uh, Nebraska win over Army at Mikey Stadium. I mean, that's we'll, we'll leave that where it is. And I think I think I'm good for now. I'm gonna go into a little bit of um, yeah, I'm gonna get into a little bit of um later on about my thoughts. But let's go to Seth real quick about you know the well, game. Um, the trivia question of the day is which one of the three of us was at the Army Nebraska game, and the answer would be me. Um, so, um, um, you know, I'm a little bit older than you guys that I brought up before, but I was at the Army Nebraska game and it was the same feeling. I wasn't at this game, of course, but I was. it was the same feeling uh, of playing some a, a team that is just so much better than, than, than the Army that it was it, it, it got to be sad. Army scored at the very end. Um, but I'll tell you this, two years later, or one year later, Army, play, Army did not win a game. They went 0-10 or 0-11. I forget which one. And they got beat up by Cal and Penn State and Notre Dame. Uh, and the whole year was like this. Now, they scored some points, but they didn't score a lot of points. My feeling is um, LSU, like, like Steve said, the SEC is, a, uh, with the exception of maybe Vanderbilt, the SEC is a great conference. Um, most of the teams are great year in and year out. There's always a couple of exceptions. Uh, we got LSU on and down year for them, they've lost two games, which is a lot for them at this point of the season. They're five and two, or, or I think now six and two. Um, 
but we can't compete against them. And uh, it was it, it was evident from the moment the game started, and it never changed. Um, and, you know, give Kelly his due. He was putting in subs uh, early in the third quarter. He left the starting team in there for the first half, it seemed like. But early in the third quarter, he started putting in subs. At one point, they, they, they showed him on the sideline. He looked like he was looking for somebody to put in. Uh, you know, who else can I get in? The cheerleaders, maybe, you know, and I don't mean to be sarcastic. Stop, Seth, stop. I don't mean to be sarcastic. But um, he he did seem to like – he didn't want to run up the score. That last touchdown was pretty much a mistake. I don't think they wanted to score. The guy got open. He ran through the line, and he was gone. Not going to tell a kid to fall down. Um, so um, yeah, we shouldn't be playing. West Point should not be playing at LSU, no matter how much money you're getting. Um, uh, uh, down there, It, in my opinion, it wasn't fair. Um, and I felt the same thing. I was a little kid. I felt the same thing when they played Nebraska in 72 and, and those teams in 73. You couldn't compete. And that, in those years, Army wasn't getting great players because the Vietnam War was coming to an end. It was very unpopular, and a lot of people didn't want to go to West Point. Um, that's not the case now. Um, so that, that's my take on it. We didn't have a chance. Uh, whether you put the freshman uh, quarterback in there, um, you know, anybody, even with, you know, even with Daly, could we have scored one touchdown maybe with Daly? I don't know, maybe. But it's it's a different league. It's a different level. Um, well, I, I think what – sorry to interrupt. Says, I think the, the, the play that showed me that, okay, it's going to be a long day for Army is when they chased Daniels out of the pocket and he threw um, on a strike an 86-yard touchdown pass. I'm like, it looked like they had him contained. Something could have worked in Army's favor. And then, boom, right down the field, 86 yards. I mean, you know, a long day for the defense, a very long day for the offense. When you don't get the ball past an opponent's 28-yard line in a game, it's rough, man. It is rough. So now two weeks, two games, offense has ran four plays in the red zone in two games. Something's not right with this offense, and I'm sorry. Make adjustments. Do something. I know you're playing a high-competition team in LSU, but when they have even have their backups in, in the second half, do something. I don't know. I mean, do something. I know it's, they got- it's funny you say that. I played tennis this morning with a friend of mine who watched the game. He's a military guy, not West Point. He said the same thing you said. Uh, he said, boy, there's, and he watches every game. He doesn't go. I, I don't think he goes up to the academy for games, but he watches uh, every game. And he says, there's no imagination to this offense. And you see it in, in in the last four games, and LSU doesn't count in my mind. They're just too good. Yeah, you don't, you don't see any imagination. You don't. Let, let me let me give you this right. There was a stat earlier in the week about LSU having sixty two plays of twenty yards or more leading the nation. Right? Army did not have a play of over twenty yards in this game. the The longest was eighteen. A kind a kind of udo udo run. Um. The season, Army has 22 plays of over 20 yards, and 10 of them came against Delaware State. So they have 12 plays in six games versus FBS teams of 20 yards or more. I mean, something has to change. I mean, you got to do something here. I mean, it's the middle of the season. I get your game plan probably changed for LSU, and your game plan will probably be different in UMass. You'll put a play in here, a play in there. What? It's... This offense is not beyond not good. I mean, I went on the Crawdads Countdown to kickoff on Wednesday, their Wednesday show, and I was the dark cloud because they were trying to say, oh, you know, there were some positives coming out of Troy. You know, you had Kanye Yudo with the 100-yard game. This and that. I'm like, this offense can't 
score. I mean, they can't even get in a position to score. And, you know, there's no downfield threat. Isaiah Austin's out. I don't know. Noah Short's capable. I don't I, I just don't I just don't know. I just don't know where oh, you I go. Agree with you. I agree with you. Steve, I don't know if you have any any input, but I don't wanna, you know, just No, I on. mean I, I look, I think we're you know we're back at battling what we want to see out of an offense that is trying to figure out how it's going to perform this year. Um, like anytime you change offenses, this is, this is kind of how it can happen. This is, this is how it can work out. And I think we're seeing time and time again, that it's not going to change. Um, yeah, well, I'm not, I, I'm look, not saying go back to triple. I'm not saying go back to triple. I know it's not. I, and I, I know what you guys are saying. Some imagination with, with what we've currently got. All right. And, and I understand that, but if we have to establish the base offense before we can get crazy with it, like if we're not execute, we don't even know if the guys are executing the offense correctly. Right. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know if we're at, we, this is the first year any of us has seen this offense. And I know we've seen offensive like it. I know we've seen where the coach came from last year. And I know we know how the offense is supposed to be, but we don't even know if the guys are executing the offense properly. And if the guys aren't executing the offense properly, there's no point to upgrade to that next imaginative uh, playbook because the bigger picture here is we've got to execute every single time before we can go to that. And, and you know what? It's a hard lesson. And I'll tell you what, these have been some, these are some gut punching games that we've had. I mean, I look, I, I and I, I say I was, I was part of the dark times. I was at the very end of the dark times. Like, I, I feel like I, I, like, peeked through and saw some light, you know. But, you know, my first two years, we were three and nine, three and nine. And those, and, and two of the, and one of those wins each year came against a one double A school. So, we yeah. were, you know, so we weren't very good. Um, and we got shot out by Navy 34 nothing. Um, you know, so, like, we were not very good. Um, and when we went to the triple option, it was, it was rough the first, the first year until we made some position changes. We figured out exactly how we were going to do it. And then we went five and seven should have been, probably should have been seven and five lost two games that we should have won. And then we won a bowl game. So look, this year's going to be rough. And I know it's, it's tough to go through. This is the first time we're going through it as a fan, you know, actually the year after, you know, I left, we had a really tough year. Um, but this is a tough year with this new offense, and we're just going to have to just see it through, guys. To me, it's rock bottom right now for the offense. I mean, I'm just going to be uh, – this is rock bottom. You can't yeah. do much. And, um, I mean, I to be – I'm just going to say this, and I, it might t- people might go the wrong way. I do not want to see Tyrell Robinson running in between the tackles on every one of his carries. I don't want to see that. He gets – there's nothing there. I mean, you keep on beating it down the middle. Can you toss them a ball outside? It's, in, in, look, I mean, the toss I mean, outside against an LSU defense probably didn't seem like it was going to be very good just with how much speed they had. And, look, we don't know because, we, you know, we didn't do very many of them or if we did any at all. But I, I wrote this the other day and uh, on, a, on a forum, and I just said 
this, this, and I think we had someone comment about there's still a lot to play for for the season, you know, seven and five. Yeah. And, and, and the CIC. Okay. But, um, James, I appreciate yeah. that comment because what well, this. I think we lost Steve. It looks frozen. Yeah. I think we lost Steve. Oh, there he is. He's back. Steve, you broke up. That's that we that doesn't usually happen on the Black Bay Nation podcast. So uh, I think Steve, oh, hey, Steve, we lost you there. Yeah, I was just gonna say is you know, and James wrote a good comment: seven and five CIC, and as far as seven and five looks right now, a CIC never looks far because I don't care how good Air Force is this year; um, those games are always always close these days. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. Um, but what it's going to take is those seniors and some, some peer leadership to grab guys by the shoulder, like just put everybody's arm around each other and say, Hey guys, like this is dark right now. And I know it's dark and Hey, that was not a good offensive game. And that was not a good defensive game. But the only way we get better is if we hold each other accountable and go to work, uh, come Monday and, you know, just uh, and that's my concern is, are we at a point where, you know, we are at rock bottom and we can't climb our way out of it? Are we just going to continue to, you know, we're going to see what this leadership, you know, there's a great leadership challenge, uh, you know, football wise, peer leadership wise, you know, character wise um, for these guys to go through. And I, I have full faith that the kind of, the kind of character West Point and Army football creates, these guys are, are going to continue to fight and they're going to start holding each other accountable. And it, it's going to get – it'll get brighter. It just – yeah, I, I agree with you, Sal. Um, very, very low right now around the, um, the, the football locker room. Well, yeah. Let's be candid about this, this upcoming game against UMass. This is an important game. Just like when Army lost to Nebraska the following week, they went yeah. down to College Station and beat Texas A&M. This is what you have to hope for. Um, I understand the Texas A&M coach. Yeah, so please don't make please don't make comparisons, please. Well, but you have to hope that you bounce um, back. Yeah. My point, my point, Sal, is you have to bounce back. And yeah, I mean they had to bounce back against after the Syracuse game. They had to bounce back against the boss. This is a, this is now their four straight losses. But, but I mean, we're not playing a team that is is Syracuse and BC are in the ACC. LSU is a top ten, top fifteen squad almost every year, uh, if not better. A national champion, two thousand nineteen. UMass is a one in seventeen with seven losses in a row. Uh, some of those games, some of those teams they played were not very good, but they lost. This is an important game for Army to reestablish itself. So to you know. Uh, the, the comment made by one of our viewers that Army could still go seven and five. Absolutely, every game has to be handled separately. Okay, but you got to start with UMass, and they have to come out and show the world and show us, the three of us, and all their fans and yeah. whoever else pays attention that Army lost because they lost to a much better team, which they did uh, in LSU. Uh, and you know they can play better and against teams they should beat, like Delaware State hopefully like UMass, 
they, uh, they, they win. This is an important game for the Army football program, in my opinion. Steve, it's an important game for the Anderson family. Right. Right. I got I got bragging rights on this game. Both my brothers graduated from UMass. One of them played in the uh, the 2005 National Championship game against App State. So uh, with Don Brown, Don Brown was his head coach back then. Don Brown's back um, after all these dark years at UMass to try to bring winning back. So, um, you know, I, I'm I, the Texans are going to be flying. Um you know, coming, but I got to get out of here, guys. Hey, yeah, go Army, beat UMass, and, and let's uh, let's rebound well. Happy times next Sunday, hopefully for us. Thanks, Steve. Right. See you soon. So, yes. um, yeah, the whole UMass game, right, Seth? Um, you you talked about it. Um, you know, got to get it right, and the the line is eight points right now against UMass, a team that's one and seven that's lost seven in a row. Um, usually these army UMass games are at least, you know, in the teens when it comes to the spread, um, maybe even higher and I'm not basing everything off a line or anything like that, but I'm telling you, if army doesn't get its offense going in this game, uh, it's, it's, my thinking is this when the coin toss, right? It's random. I know if army wins the coin toss, I know Jeff Munkin loves to, uh, defer and play de- play defense right away, I go to offense. I go to offense to start the game. I'm trying to set a, set a tone here, and I got to get in the end zone. I got to yep. do everything I can to get in the end zone on that first drive to take all the bad taste out of, out of the mouths of the offense for the last two games. I got I got to get I got to get the offense on the field, whether it's Champ Harris, whether it's Larry Robinson, whether it's Bryson Daly comes back. Get in the end zone. Um, I don't know whether you run a play under center for heaven's sakes. You know whether whether you run one play under center and and go back to the triple option for one play or whatever, or you bring in Jacoby Buchanan and just pound the football. I do something. I I, I agree. You know, every game uh, for the rest of the season is winnable, um, and uh, I, I think I think it's important that you know Army has to show itself, like you just said has to show what it's made of. I think that I think this is not only important for the season, it's important for the program uh, because right now the program is down. Um, I'm going to say it one more time. 72 team finished six and four after that opening day loss to Nebraska. So they bounced back. They lost a couple of games to some really good teams. They beat some decent teams that year. It's true. They beat yeah. Air Force. That was the last time they beat a ranked team. Yeah. So I, I appreciate – I appreciate your knowledge of Army football. I really do in the history of Army football, but it's hard for me to relate in 2023 to 1972. It really is. It's a different brand of football. It's just a different brand of football. It's the same thing to win this game and win this game to, you know, uh, and and, and uh, substantially win this game because this this is this is a very important game. Listen, you got Air Force the week after. These guys, these kids have to get their you know their momentum back, their mojo back. And this is a very important game. I think Army will win the game. I do. And I, I actually think, you know, when I come for prediction time on Friday for you, I think they're going to win the game uh, uh, decisively because oh. I, I think they're a better team than UMass. Um, uh, you know, I, I almost look at this LSU game. You know, I know that one of our listeners said, uh, uh, you know, that this is important to play this game. It's, a, it's a, you know, it's a, a game that they look up to. It's a challenge. I'm not sure we want to play them. I think um, – um, I, I think we have to go and uh, and find teams that we have a chance against. We had no chance playing LSU down there. 
I know Oklahoma, we almost beat. I know we almost beat Michigan. I watched the, I didn't watch the Oklahoma game. It wasn't on TV, remember? But I the Michigan game I watched. I watched the Penn State game where they only lost by a touchdown or so. Um, they even looked decent against Ohio State, even though they got kind of they lost by two and a half touchdowns. Decent first half. Decent first half. Yeah, okay. But the bottom um, line is that the, is that we the challenge game should be a Syracuse or a BC or um, you know or Wake Forest or a Duke or something like that. I know they're going for the money. They need the money for the program. I get that. That's great. And LSU wanted us to come down. It was a big deal for them to host Army. But, geez, I don't know. It just There's a different type of player playing there. And Munkin said this. He said this in this press conference. Give the guy credit. He said in the press conference on Tuesday, and he said it after the game yesterday. This is a different level of, of team. He said um, at one point he made a comment. It was a great comment by him, and I didn't use it in the story. Um, and and the, the, the comment was, none of the kids at West Point had the opportunity to go to LSU. LSU had no interest. That, that's in not true. That's not true. That's what he said. I mean, I mean, Connor Fernukin was that. That did they did uh, LSU officially offer Connor Fernukin? No, but they were recruiting Connor. Fernukin. That's what Mark so, I mean, said. That's what he said. So, I, I mean, whether it, it, true or not, I don't know. That's what he said. That's what yeah. he said. You know, there, there was nobody that LSU re- re- recruited or tried to recruit to go to go to West Point. And I went to like, went to West Point. Whatever it is, okay, maybe it's not true, but that's what he said. It's Coach Seth. All due respect, it's Coach Speak. With all due respect, it's Coach Speak. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, I've heard that quote many a times. It's Coach Speak. I mean, I get it. LSU has superior talent. LSU's talent is 99 to 100. Army's talent is, you know, on a good day. So, Seth, can we agree on the yeah. fact that we're playing UMass? Let's turn our attention to, to Saturday, five days from well, now. Real quick, real quick, before you go there, I want to just say if there's any positive from this game that you can um, come up with is another 100-yard game for freshman Absolutely. Kanye Udo. Now, I'm going to drop a stat here. I put it up on Instagram. It's the first 100 uh, back-to-back 100-yard rushing games since Mike Mayweather in 1987 for Army. I knew you were so going to say Mike Mayweather. I knew you were going to say What a great running Well, back. you know, I thought it was somebody else. I thought it was C.J. Young in uh, 2000 or 2001, but C.J. Young was a sophomore. So, um, no, it's it's Mike Mayweather in 1987. Mike Mayweather had three 100-yard games his freshman year. So we'll see if they continue to go to con- – now, the one thing I think we – we should give Kanye, Kanye, Kanye Udo his due and how he's been running the football in the last two games and how he's been running uh, very physically, breaking tackles, running in between tackles, pushing the pile, getting extra yardage after contact. I think it's important to note that because he's he's been the bright spot in these last two games on offense. And I don't think we should go without talking about him. Um, I knew about him coming out of um, St. Augustine Prep. I did, um, you know, following recruiting, I think he was like a later commit his senior year. And he talked about how Brady Small, who's the starting center for Army and other freshmen, kind of talked to him. Brady was already committed to West Point and he talked to him a little bit about West Point and um, they got um, Kanye to prep school. And now, you know, they worked out together. They practiced, you know, uh, uh, after practice together and, you know, it's it. Kanye's having a good, you know, good freshman year. And some people might like me personally, right? I think Kanye Udo's done really well. Um, there's just not enough, not enough snaps in that backfield when you're only running one back, right? When because I'm I'm thinking the last couple games, he's having hundred yard games. Um, where is Markel Johnson? 
Markel Johnson hasn't carried the ball. You know, he had a really good game against um, UTSA, right? Markel Johnson, and we haven't seen much of him at all. And I get it. There's only a couple, um, you know, there's only so many snaps. And when uh, you got a running back hot, you're going to use them. Um, Munkin said right during the press conference, from what I heard, Munkin said he thought Kanye was going to break a couple of those runs for bigger, bigger runs, or maybe even a touchdown. Who knows? He was waiting for him to break them because I guess they were trying to tire down the LSU interior with those running plays. And um, yeah, just wanted to give him a, a credit. I will say this game. Um, yeah, the offense and the defense, but I mean, was it really a turning point? Not really, but army had a chance to get, you know, they, they three, three and out on LSU on LSU's second series. Right. Uh, so you're thinking, all right, they're going to hang around a little bit. And I think they had a chance to pick off Gene and Daniels. Uh, Cam O'Gara had a chance to pick off Gene and Daniels. That would have been a, probably a pretty good play and just, just didn't bring it in. Um, sometimes in these games, you know, you got to make those plays. I mean, you think of the Syracuse game with Cam Jones and that pick six that could have happened that didn't, you know. So, I mean, when the defense is on the field, when the offense is not scoring points and it's moving the ball here nor there, you know, those defensive, those turnovers would certainly help. So let's see if they can get some against UMass. I mean, they should be able to, you know, that they should be able to create some takeaways against UMass. I'm, you think they're playing at home? I think the weather forecast, Seth, is sunny yes. on Saturday. Looking no rain, so it should be a game where you know um, we'll see. I mean, there's no excuses for slipping of the ball. I mean, we haven't talked about this, but my God, the turnovers for Army are outrageous this year. They're just, I mean, it's not really a characteristic of a good Army team how many times the ball has been um, on the ground, how many times the ball is intercepted and granted they're throwing more. Right. But I mean, Seth, I, I just get this out of my system a little bit more at one point during this game, they were five of 12 passing for 29 yards and two interceptions. I mean, got to do something. I mean, got to do it differently. Got to, I mean, you just, it's it, it, that's so it's that's, high, that's a bad high school team stat. That is a bad high school team stat. That passing, but that, that's that's my point. I think that Steve alluded to it also, and I, I bet you agree also. Um, we have this new offense. I know we're only six games, uh, seven games into it. I understand that, but I don't see anything that makes this offense better than what we had. I'm not saying to go back. You can't go back now. But I don't under, I don't see anything. And um and I'm shocked by that. And this week I got to see something. The Delaware State doesn't count. Delaware State doesn't count. UTSA we did pretty good against. Okay. But since then I don't see anything that makes me sit there and say okay, we're working to get better. Um and 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 this week against UMass, we got Air Force next week. This week is UMass. I expect to go out there. I want to see, you know, this is, we're better. West Point is better than, than UMass. They're a better team. They're an eight-point favorite. I agree with it. It should probably be 15 points, but they're eight-point favorite. Those guys know better than I do. Um, I want to see, when I had that game on, on, on Saturday, I want to see some, some pizzazz. Because I haven't seen pizzazz. that. What, what was exactly his position? I don't know. Pitch the ball outside more. Pitch the ball. I mean, whatever it might take. 
you know, but you're running running up the middle doesn't do it for me. And I get LSU. Take that out. I'm not even talking about this game. Talk about let's see what they do against UMass because this is a must-win game for the West Point football football program, in my opinion. Yeah, we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens. Um, we have a comment um, from James Charles saying five to seven games were against legit teams during this transition. They very well could be four and three. Leadership completely understands and are holding everyone accountable, including themselves. We are going on a run. Well, we hope that Saturday is the, the start of a run. I mean, they certainly need something to hold their hat on. I mean, you're two and five. I mean, you guys brought up – I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want any part of it last week when you guys brought up two and ten. But, I mean, I don't. it's not going to get to there. But you got to stop – you got to stop the bleeding on Saturday against the Minutemen. Um, I know, like, Don Brown's back, and Don Brown's a great defensive mind. But, yeah, you got to find ways. You got to – create a big play somehow. I mean, like I said, when you only have, when you don't have any plays of 20 yards or more in a game and you only have 12 all season against FBS competition in six games, your offense is not working. I mean, this is not, this is not your triple option grinded out offense. This is not your, you're moving the chains offense. This gun option, this gun option is supposed to create some bigger plays and it is not doing that. And, um, Hey, Hey, let's get. Is it possible? And you're not going to like to hear this. Is it possible that the offense needs a more talented set of players? We don't know the answer to that yet, but it's. it's well, a- I think that I don't know if it's offense uh, talented. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I will have to say. Uh, let's get to this comment real quick. And by Aaron Scott, offensively, we have to let them learn and continue to adjust uh, going into week eight. I said this on the Crawdads Countdown, the kickoff show, uh, radio show on Wednesday. You've had the, it's an excuse. You've had the, you know, spring. You've had the preseason. You've had now seven games. Uh, letting them learn and continue to adjust should have happened in like, you know, Louisiana, Monroe, Del- Delaware State, those type of games. I mean, now you're in the heart of the thick of the schedule. You know, it's you don't have t- you don't have that time. That that's for practices, man. That's not for games. You know, the, the, the learning is not for games in my, that's my opinion. That's my I, opinion, I Aaron. You have your, you have your opinion. I have my opinion, Aaron. And so I'm just stating my opinion. I just think that, you know, the time to like learn and adjust. I mean, and I'll tell you what, um, I thought champ Harris would like that, that um, environment, of course, with the hundred K fans at LSU is a lot to take in. Um I thought he kind of handled it okay. I mean, he, he I thought he he had command of the offense. He's he's looking at the defense, he's reading the plays, he's he's checking down or he's talking to his other offensive skill players and offensive line. He was all right in that department. He just needed I mean, I guess he needed a little help, you know, and uh Neil the, the you say do they need better players, right? Seth, do they need better players in this offense? Um well, first of all, I think that and people might not want to hear this, but the offensive line's got to play better. They got to play better. I mean, they just they got the blocking's got to be better. We've heard it all year long, right? Sustaining the blocks from you know all ten players, right? Well, all nine players without the football, I guess. You I mean minus the quarterback? Everybody, all eleven have to be on the same page in this offense as far as even blocking schemes and blocking people and getting. Uh, Connor Fanukin said what? 
I think last week he said 11 hats on 11 hats or something like that, or 10 hats on 10 hats. They have to be better blocking. And the Connor Finucane can probably coach um, an offensive line in college right now. He's that smart where he knows schemes well and and stuff. So um, the blocking, I, I know they've been rotating guys in. David Hoyt got a little banged up. Um, who they were missing. Um, uh, well, Shane Buckingham got the start, I think, um, on against LSU. I think Hoyt was banged up. Um yeah, they mixed it up a little bit on the offensive line once the game got out of hand, trying to find the right combinations and stuff like that. And uh, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking of like old NFL teams when you run behind your strongest guys, right? And you move the football and stuff like that. That's what I, I guess you don't do that in a, an RPO offense or anything like that. I don't know. I mean, I, well, again, we'll see what happens this week. And, um, we see if they rebound, and we see what, what the what the offensive coordinator and and Monk can come up with uh, to to make the you know to you know a, a couple of twists against uh, UMass, which is a winnable game. We should win. Army should win. Uh, and then you got to get ready also for the CIC, the first one against a very good seven and Air Force team. That's nineteenth ranked nineteenth in the country. Yeah, uh, in, in Denver. In Denver. Yeah, I watched that Air Force Navy game, and I mean, I know it's a CIC game, so you know each other well, and you probably practice all year long for those games. And you know, Air Force did what it needed to do to win. I mean, were they were they were they great? No. I mean, can Army can Army uh, play Air Force as close as Navy did? And we'll we'll see if that you know what happens this week. I mean, I think they have the capabilities on defense to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll see. They'll have to have a counterpunch on offense. That's a couple weeks down the road. But, you know, you look at their schedule, right, and you have um, UMass, Air Force, then Holy Cross, and then Coastal Carolina. And Coastal Carolina's quarterback, Grayson McCall, suffered – I mean, he was, he he left the game uh, on a stretcher last night He for a wicked hit when he was sliding and got hit while he was sliding. And his, so, I don't know. It's about a month away, so we'll see what his status is. But – you know, I mean, we'll see what they can do at home. They have three of those four games at home, right? And I think you got to, if you want to turn this thing in the right direction, you pretty much need all four of those home games. So, you know, you have to get the home cooking going and you have to hope that, you know, the, the Air Force game comes down to like the, the fourth quarter, which it has in the last forever under Jeff Munkin, pretty much, uh, minus that 21 nothing game where they were um, at Air Force and shut them out. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what anything, the talent is. Anything can happen. In the, the remaining five games, anything can happen. And Army is not – I mean, Air Force is the best of those five teams. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Army could finish seven and five. They could finish six and six. I don't I don't see him finishing two and ten, but three and, not, uh, three and nine is possible. Anything could be happening there. So, well, again, we'll see what happens. Let's start off with UMass, see what happens with them. Uh, one and seven team, Army two and five. Not much difference. Wow. Um, but you know, I'm excited yeah. for the game. I'm excited for this game. Didn't see that happening, but yeah. you know, that's where we are right now. So the Black Knights have dropped four in a row, 62 nothing. We went through uh, all the uh, numbers and the historic, uh, this historic defeat by Army last night. Let's hope they can bounce back. If you're watching right now, we really appreciate it. Thanks for hopping on. Uh, people um, commenting and uh, we're answering your questions. Uh, check out blackknightnation.com. Seth Mendelssohn's game stories um, up there. 
Uh, we have a photo gallery by Margaret Kite, who was at the game for us uh, in Death Valley. She took some some really good pictures. Check out the photo gallery. Um, I'm going to write either – I guess I'll write a quick thoughts on it real um, from the game. Um, probably a lot of what I talked about here. Um, Seth, you'll probably have uh, coverage of the Tuesday press conference with Jeff Munkin. Uh, and uh, just, just give us a follow. Um, subscribe. Give us a thumbs up here. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, subscribe to our um, – follow us on, on, on Instagram and all the social medias. We really appreciate your, uh, your support here and uh, your interest in uh, Army football. Let's go to a couple quick comments before we get off here. Um, we got three and nine, Seth. No way, bud. I didn't say that. I said that that's the worst-case scenario. I think Army could finish uh, – very easily could finish six and six. And we got Aaron Scott. Thanks, Aaron, for we really appreciate your comments tonight uh, and your opinions. Uh, cheers, fellas. Thanks for doing this. We'll do this uh, next Sunday, and hopefully, we'll have a, uh, a bet. Who knows? Maybe if maybe we'll be in a a, a happy, you know, a joyous mood, and we'll do it uh, Saturday night uh, after an Army win. We'll see what the Black Knights do against the Minutemen. A noon kick at Mikey Stadium. So we'll we'll uh, check out our coverage. I'll definitely uh, be up there with uh, some pregames and all that kind of fun stuff. Thanks for watching tonight. Seth, thank you. We thank Steve Anderson. And for now, Black Knight Nation is out.